You're listening to a DM podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, I introduce to you the podcast with the best banter, greatest gut feels, and most ridiculous narratives on planet Earth. Get ready to dominate the NRL fantasy season with the team from Top Game League. Hello everyone and welcome back to Talking League, your weekly NRL fantasy podcast. Jason here with a special edition. It's the Mercato Audible. As many of your listeners would know, we also produce articles on the Talking League website, which can be found at talkingleaguepod.com forward slash articles. The article that we're going to be having a look at today is my most recent edition of the Mercato, Heavily Headache. But before we do, just a couple of reminders that we're looking to have you guys participate on the show more often in 2023. Every single Monday, we'll be running Team Doctor with Riley, TK, and Gus, breaking down your teams and giving you some advice as we go through the season. If you're interested in participating in Team Doctor, send us an email at info at talkingleaguepod.com or flick us a message on the socials and give us a little bit of details about yourself, your team, and any questions that you may have. And who knows, we might see you on the show in the coming Mondays. Of course, as well, the Talking League hotline is back in 2023. We'd love to hear from you. If you'd love to give us a call, just call 02-8405-7938, or if you're outside Australia, 612-8405-7938. Leave a message, and who knows, it may get played out on the show at some time during the year. Now, let's get into today's article. So, the Mercato, for those who are to wear, is a word in Italian or French that literally translates as the, the market. More so related to football transfer markets in the European football or soccer scenes. Essentially what the Mercato is about is talking about various trends that occur during the NRL fantasy season and looking at ways that you can attack your climb up the ranks with various strategic elements. This particular article, Havili Headache, I have a look at the news that Saliba Havili will be out for a considerable amount of time in 2023 and what opportunities that might open up for players during the opening rounds, particularly at South Sydney. Now, of course, South Sydney, very interesting team this year from an NRL fantasy perspective. They play the first 15 rounds, which means you'll have any players that aren't representative players available in round 13, which is the first major buy, as well as round 14, which is the first minor buy, where three teams are off, and as well, potentially, origin players may not back up uh, after game one. So let's rip in. So in terms of Havili, essentially what happened with him is he tore a tendon after falling in what was described as a pothole at Erskineville Oval. And uh, for full details on that story, you can find them all over the internet. But Wide World of Sports were the first news agency to break the news around Havili's unavailability. It's a huge blow for the Rabbitohs. Uh, he was a key cog uh, in the Ford pack that saw them head to a preliminary final for the fifth straight season. Now, at least for Havili... On the personal side of things, he recently signed a contract about a fortnight ago, so he does have a bit of financial security for himself there. But from a fantasy perspective, and that's why we're here on the podcast today, injuries do create opportunities for value to be sought and captured elsewhere. But you know, even before Havili was unavailable for the first half of the season, there did appear to be some value in the South's middle pack. Now, with Cam Murray being the captain, we've spoken about him quite a fair bit already and won't be covering him in this particular article. 
But of course, I've done a player in focus uh, on Cam Murray, which you can find on Facebook. And of course, I spoke about him in the introductory poll as well in relation to being a suitable captain for your round one squad. So context around South Sydney, they've made the preliminary final or better in the last five seasons, which when you're at that top end of the table, most of your recruitment is around actually maintaining the plays that you currently have. So in the off-season just gone, Damien Cook, Latrell Mitchell and Cody Walker were all awarded deserved extensions and essentially there was no external recruitment. So no external senior signings for the Rabbitohs in 2023. They did lose three senior players with Jackson Paulo heading to the Roosters, Cody Rukarima and Mark Nichols heading to the Dolphins. Now, generally Mark Nichols started alongside Tatola in the front row during the finals and averaged 38 minutes during the regular season. So in the Talking League textbook, uh, which is also available to purchase at talkingleaguepod.com. If you haven't done so already, go on, have a bit of a look there. Free 20-page sample available so you can try before you buy. We've got coverage of all 17 teams, 391 player profiles, and lots of strategic content around your 2023 NRL fantasy season. 20% of all profits will be going to Bowel Cancer Australia to honour the legacy of the late Steve Nichols. A big thank you to anyone who's already purchased a copy of the textbook. Uh, your support for the podcast is greatly appreciated. In the podcast, it's in the textbook itself. Sorry, we did state that the Rabbitohs would roll with a four-forward bench. However, the more recent news that's come out since we published the textbook is that Blake Taff will be in the number fourteen jersey, and three forwards are going to be on the bench. Likely, Jacob Host is that edge coverage for when Arrow comes off or slides into the middle, and two middle forwards. So, in terms of the way that we expect the forward pack to go and the bench, we're looking at Tavita Totola in the eight. Damien Cook playing 80 minutes at 9. Hame Sele getting the starting jersey number 10. Jai Arrow, Kayan Kolomatangi in the edge. Cameron Murray, the captain, number 13. Blake Taff at 14. And then your bench will be Tom Burgess, Jacob Host, and Davi Moali. So with Nichols out of the Rabbitohs and with just three forwards on the bench, it does open up some minutes in the middle for a player to take and potentially increase their fantasy value. The 240 middle minutes are muddled by the fact that Jai Arrow does spend some time between the left edge and the middle. But thankfully, we can count on Cook playing 80 at hooker most weeks. Having a look at the rotations at the back end of the regular season and based off some insight uh, from the pre-season, we expect the minute split of the 240 available in the middle to look something like this. So Cameron Murray playing on average 65 minutes. Tavita Totola playing on average 55. Hame Sele, assuming he starts, 40 minutes. Tom Burgess, assuming he's on the bench, 35. Davi Mwali playing 25 and Jai Arrow playing 20 minutes in the middle when Host comes on and replaces him on that left edge. Keeping in mind as well, we don't expect Arrow to play the 80 minutes. However, we do expect some of his time on the field to be spent in the middle. Now, with these projected minutes, it's important to note that each week, the minutes aren't going to be around to the nearest five each week. You know, subs might be made on the 22nd minute or the 38th minute, 71st minute, and so forth. It's just a projection of the average minutes that we expect to see this year. And of course, minutes are going to vary each week you know, with factors such as HIAs and sin bins, often throwing out rotations. As we know, Cameron Murray is the captain of the side and he'll likely play 70 minutes or more against the elite teams in the league. However, that'll be offset by the fact that when the result's beyond doubt, either Souths are you know, down by a few tries with 10 minutes to go or up by a few tries, his minutes will be below 65 in those matches. In the Daily Telegraph's predicted team list, who I deem to be the most reliable on the net They've got Hamay Sally listed in the starting lineup, which concurs with what we expect here at Talking League. Now, he and Burgess could flip throughout the season, depending on the opponent. However, my perception is, is that they usually like to split Burgess and Totola, 
and we shall see in round one whether that is indeed the case. So now that we've projected the minutes, it's time to actually look where the value lies. And we're going to be having a look at three plays in this episode, Tavita Totola, Hame Saleh, and Davi Moali. We're going to start with Totola. So for anyone who tuned into our last podcast of 2022, a listener actually chucked in a question about wanting a pod for the last couple of rounds. And when I was doing my research for that pod, I actually came across Tavita Totola, who had very, very low ownership. I believe it was below 0.5 at the time. And he averaged 489 when he played 40 minutes or more in a match, which is about a PPM of about 0.96, 0.97, uh, across 50.6 minutes. In 2022, Totola played 23 matches. 18 of those saw him feature for 40 minutes or more. Now, the significance of that 18 out of 23 is it gives us a nice sample size that we can use to try and project what we expect from Totola this year, particularly if he's going to play some larger minutes. And obviously, we're looking at that 55, which isn't guaranteed, but I'd be shocked if he's not playing on average above 50 minutes. Now, as well, with this sample, he played predominantly 40 minutes or more in the back end of the season. There's only two occurrences after round 10 where he didn't. One was a failed HI in round 11 when he featured for one minute. He played 39 minutes in round 15 when the Dragons absolutely towered up the Rabbitohs. So in terms of trying to project a middle forward, you need to understand what their base is. So depending on the style of player, the base might just be that traditional you know, meat and veg of net tackles, run meters, and discipline. Or for those more dynamic plays, it might include offloads and tackle busts. Looking at Totola as an NRL player, his strength is his driving power from his legs. He averaged just under 59 post-contact meters in a game, which is 18th in the NRL, or 11th best amongst middle forwards in 2022, which makes him such a key threat close to the line for Damien Cook to utilize near the posts. The Tongan International actually crossed for four tries last year. With that amendment to the defensive 10-metre line, where they've got to stay behind the referee with both feet, I reckon is probably going to get at least four tries again this year. Which is all good, but where Totola does lack compared to our best middle forwards in NRL fantasy is his dynamism. He's not a massive offloader of the football. He averages 0.1 per match across his career, and in our selected sample size... He only averaged 0.2, which was three offloads in 18 matches. And there's also an interesting note with these three offloads, they were all offloads to hand, which indicates that Totola pretty much will hold onto the ball and play it safe. It's very unlikely he's going to offload the ball, and the only time he would is when he knows he's got a teammate there that's going to be able to receive the ball without too much risk. He's not a huge tackle buster either. He averaged 2.3 tackles in our selected sample, which included three tries. And the main, what you need to take out of this is that Totola's points come from that very much basic meat and veg of tackles, run meters, and of course those disciplinary points. So across the sample size that we've selected for Totola, and this is the matches he played 40 minutes or more in 2022, he averaged 40.56 points in base, or a PPM of 0.8 for base stats, which that's pretty solid. That's a very, very good start for a middle forward. Now, if he was to land that 55 minutes that we anticipate, we take that 0.8, which I think would be sustainable over 55 minutes, should he get it, that would be 44 points in base. Pretty good value when you consider Totolo's 628k, or priced at about 43. So basically, the value for him is going to come from how many dynamic stats he's going to be able to accrue in 2023. Now, what I mean by dynamic stats is basically anything that isn't those key base stats. So we're thinking tries, try assists, line breaks, line break assists, try saves, turnovers, tackle busts. 
In our sample in 2022, there's a few tries in there, a few line breaks, and a few tackle busts. And he averaged, in terms of a dynamic points per minute, he averaged 9.22 per match. In terms of PPM, 0.18. So when we combine that, we get a PPM of about 0.98 or 97. Again, the rounding there messes with it a little bit in the article. But there's a couple of points that we need to have a look at with it comes to dynamic PPM. Now, he scored four tries in this sample of 18 games, and three of those included the line break and tackle breaks, which, as we discussed before, he's not a high tackle breaker, so his tackle breaks are inflated when he does score a try. If he was to score, say, four tries across 24 games in 2023, you probably need to take 0.5 of his dynamic PPM, which would probably have him at about a 0.93 PPM across 55 minutes, or however many minutes he plays. Of course, as well, with try saves and turnovers, they're just luck. You know, right place, right time, near the post, you stop the player from scoring, you get five points. Or, of course, it can go the other way as well, where wrong place, wrong time, the guy's going to score anyway, but he bounces off you to dive over. So, again, it gets really difficult to predict the dynamic PPM, especially for a middle forward. You're basically relying on them scoring tries or just getting a nice ball where there's no defenders in front of them and they make a massive line break. One thing, though, that is concerning from a dynamic perspective is, again, not a massive offloader of the ball. If he develops that over the offseason, which I don't expect he will because I assume with the way Dimitri wants the team to set up, they're probably not going to require him to offload. But if he wants to find that in his game, that's where the value is really going to be. So moving forward again, if we're looking at that PPM of 0.93, if he's going to play 55 minutes, that would put Totola at a projected average of 51.15, which represents about 8.15 points of value. Pretty tantalising at the mid-level range. Again, remind you that buy schedule that the Souths have, you can have him for the first 15 games, assuming he's available to play each of those games. So some serious pot potential there. But the question that I have, or that listeners will probably ask me, is would I personally take him? And I think that's where I need to be up front. And I would say I probably wouldn't take him because for me, most of these middle-range mids that don't have dual position, so basically anyone not named Brandon Smith or Jermaine Hopgood who are just that highly owned, you have to take them. There's too much uncertainty about their roles, and I don't really like taking plays in that price bracket where there's large uncertainty about the roles in terms of minutes or the game style that they'll play. My current round one team has me taking three major mids. At the moment, we've got Murray, Haas, and Tarpanay. And I'll be taking those two dual position players I mentioned before and Hopgood and Smith as my bench cover, potentially with a cheapy mid. So... Whilst this is 9th of February, it's very unlikely that I'll be taking Totola in round one. But I won't be talking anyone out of taking him because if he stays fit, his worst case scenario is going to be a high 40s average, which still provides you a little bit of value. And as well, playing those first 15 rounds gives you some solidity there when you're having to deal with other players off on buys. So key verdict there for Totola is Feel free to take the risk on him, but I'm personally not going to, even though there is some clear value there. With Totola out of the way, let's have a look now at Hame Sele. So, of course, Sele is coming into his seventh NRL season this year and probably had his best one last year, really solidifying his role there in the Rabbitohs pack. We're expecting him to start this year, and I would anticipate that that's going to make him play at least 40 minutes on average per week getting a few more minutes than Burgess. I think they'll both be quite close in terms of the minutes they get, 
but I favour whoever starts will probably just get a few more than the other player. 2022, he averaged 28.1 minutes. So if he was to get, say, 40, that's an increase of almost 12. And with the way that he plays, that's going to be quite sustainable for him in terms of his PPM because he only misses one tackle per game across his career. And again, pretty decent defensive workload there. So with his PPM, that's not going to change too much if he does get those extra minutes. A main concern, though, with Sele is that he did have a low amount of minutes, that 28.1 that we mentioned before, due to the fact that he interrupted preseason where he had calf and hamstring strains. And Brian Sini, also known as NRL Physio, pointed out that Sele is actually deciding to develop quite a history of soft tissue injuries and it's something that you really need to keep an eye on. And Brian's done actually an amazing job, in fact, of profiling the injury history of 250 players across the NRL for 2023. So he's done all this in his NRL Physio Injury Profiles publication, which you can purchase either through his Patreon or Rugby League merch. It's only 10 bucks, so great value for 250 players' injury history. And highly encourage you to go have a look, either subscribing to his Patreon or purchasing it through the Rugby League merch because it's a fantastic resource and here at Talking League, we love to support others in the community that are bringing great value to the community. Back to Sele. If we're expecting him to go 40 minutes, we need to understand what his PPM is going to be. And as we said, we expect it to remain pretty similar. It's not going to be too elastic with him playing extra minutes with his great defensive work rate. Now, he played three seasons previously at the Bunnies. 2020, PPM of 0.81. 0.86 in 2021 and 0.84 in 2022. He didn't have a massive amount of sample size in any of these seasons. So what I've done is basically just average those three PPMs and gives you 0.83, which is what we're going to work with uh, in this episode. Again, much like Totola, Sele barely offloads the ball, barely makes tackle breaks. So again, there's no reliance there on dynamic stats uh, for him to achieve that PPM of 0.83. But of course, potential upside if he ever scores a try and makes a line break and so forth. Working with that 0.83, if he was to play 40 minutes, that would seem average 33.2. He comes priced at 336k, or 23.5 points, which basically has him close to that magic 10 points of value that we absolutely crave here at Talking League. Those 10 points of value are tempting. However, I will refer to a great point that Mark and Ryan from NRL Fantasy Amateurs made on a recent episode of their podcast. You know, They pointed out that you know points of value is fantastic and could be quite useful, but the main thing you want from your cash cows at the start of the season is for them to stack on their gains very, very quickly. So that way you can recycle them, so you can trade them out, bring in the next set of cash cows, and with that value that you've abstracted, you can then take that and add, add to your gun contingent throughout your squad. And this is where Sele, again, becomes a little bit of a tricky prospect because at 336k, he's 106k above the cheapest players in the game that you could potentially have on your bench, which is where you'd have Sele at that price. So unless he lucks out with some good attacking stats early on in the round, it's going to be a slow burn that you're basically having to hope doesn't have any setbacks with injuries or suspensions. Because if he has one or two of those, that puts the brakes on his price rises and might make him a very unsustainable fantasy asset to hold on to as other coaches have assets that are continuing to gain a value. And for that reason in particular, I would err on the side of caution when it comes to taking him from round one, even if he's named in the starting side, just need to be very careful. Saying that, if you had 20 players selected and you're happy with all those players in your round one squad and you had about 350k left in your squad, 
there's worse choices than taking a player like Sally that you know is going to play those first 15 rounds. And finally, we're going to have a quick look at Davi Moali. So with that shift through with Havili out, we expect Moali will grab a starting, sorry, not a starting role, a bench role from round one. Cook Island International has been held in high regard in Redfern. Uh, he made his debut in 2020 when he was aged just 18. Keeping in mind, Wayne Bennett was the coach and he generally doesn't debut forwards at that age unless they've got something special. Since that time, Moali's gone on to play another 13 times and he's made just 12 of those appearances in 2022. And with that in mind, it's actually quite difficult to get a read on Moali, mainly because in 2022 he had six games where he played less than 20 minutes, which it's very hard to predict too much out of that because if you have an outlier stat like a line break or a try assist, try save, it really throws out the PPM calculations. But the other half of that 12 games, the other six games, he played 20 minutes or more. And in those games, he averaged 19.67 and 26.33 minutes, which is basically a PPM of 0.75. Although, that PPM was inflated by two try saves. So whether 0.75 is going to be his real PPM remains to be seen. From what we've seen from Moali thus far, much like Totola and Moali, it's not a renowned offloader of the ball. He had four tackle busts and zero offloads in our six-game sample that we're looking at here where he played 20 minutes or more in 2022. It's not a massive sample size, but again, it does shape as an indicator as to what we can expect from Moali. Again, we're expecting him to play 25 minutes from the bench. So if he's going to go with that PPM, it's probably going to average 20 points, which when he's priced at 250 means he's only probably got two or three points of value. And it's going to take him quite a long time to accrue that unless he, again, has a freak game where he gets a try, makes a big line break, or has some other spectacular amount of dynamic stats in one game. So as we say at Talking League, I'd be giving Moali at least three dates because if he is worthwhile, his price probably isn't going to jump too much before you do jump on him after you've seen him play three games. So there you have it. We've wrapped up our analysis of these three middle plays in the South Pack that potentially may benefit from the fact that Havili is going to be absent to at least round 10. Now, of course, it's important to remember this has been recorded on the 9th of February, so we're going off all the facts and figures that are available to us at this time. You know, there could be another injury or suspension, completely throws out what we've predicted thus far. The value equation, of course, then we'd have to review our projections, and that's the beauty of the preseason. It's so dynamic, things are always changing with plays becoming available, unavailable, changing teams and so forth. So that wraps up the first ever Makanto Audible edition. Thank you for joining us for the best part of 20 minutes. Uh, we'd love to get your feedback on this, whether there's something that you'd like to see more often in terms of our written articles being put into Audible format, because I know that you commuters out there often don't have time to sit there on your phone and scroll through 1,500 words on a page. So let us know what you think. And in terms of your feedback as well, we'd love to hear from you in relation to the podcast itself. If you've been enjoying the show and you haven't left yet a review on Apple or Spotify, please go ahead and do so. Show your support for the show. And of course, don't forget, if you haven't joined the Talking League comp already for 2023, league code is ALYZ6DCV. Of course, that's also available there on the website. Joining the Talking League comp, of course, the winner will get a ring from Supercoach Rings. So well worth getting in there. It's free to enter. That wraps up. This special edition of Talking League, the Mercato Audible. Thanks for joining us, and we'll catch you in the next one.